Hello everyone and welcome, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. This episode is very special and it's because today is an account for that series. And you guys have always been requesting for like another across border series and stuff. I don't know why. But for today's episode, we are going to be talking about one low-key country. Just the way people have been asking, I don't want to go to Canada. I want to go to like a country where it's calm and stuff like that. And on today's episode, we have a guest. We have a very wonderful guest. Um, if you're on Twitter, you already know the guest because he's like a celebrity. <laughs> Well, today's episode we have Otbos from Cyprus. Hello, boss. Good morning. Hi, hi. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's um, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Um. It, it's it's funny. I I want the listeners to know that I have been trying for months <laughs> to get this. Well. <laughs> The, the way the way the way twitter is set up if you are not following back the messages you just keep going to your requests by the time i saw it i felt so bad but i'm glad that we've been able to rectify that and i'm ready to answer any questions shed any lights and anyway i'm just happy to be here yeah it's not, it's not that shared any like it shared a lot of light because i go through like i follow you like I follow your account and I see like a lot no of prob- stuff. No problem. I I have I have so much information to give out. Just just shoot shoot your questions. I'm I'm ready to answer anything. Yeah. Um. So um. Uh, my first question would be, why did you travel? Like, why did you why did you leave? Why did you leave? I know it is somehow because it's not normal to actually proper Nigerian while you travel because we're supposed to travel. Don't worry me for you. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, yeah. Why Cyprus? Why did you move to Cyprus? Okay. Um, basically, I, I've um, I've been living outside Nigeria since um, close to like about fourteen years now. Um, first of all, I I went to school in Ghana. I spent um, four years at Wisconsin University in Ghana, and I spent extra two years in Ghana trying to like see if I could do anything there or. I was also trying to process some other countries too. The reason why I, I, I traveled like abroad, I came to Europe was I used to play football, right? Like I was good enough to play professionally. And those opportunities were not there in Ghana, they were not there in Nigeria. So that's the main reason why I traveled. Because I felt like, okay, I Europe is the place whereby, okay, if you know how to play football and all of that, you get your chances. So I came here 2014 for that purpose i came through school obviously i i came to do my master's but to be honest that was just a route to get into the country because i'm not really a bookworm like that so i really wanted to play football that's how i traveled yeah yeah but but like there are other countries in europe so what made Cyprus special because for Actually, me from what yeah. i think even yeah. if you are an a1 player in cyprus it, it's nothing like compared to like being in the Premier League, I was being of course, stuff. of course. So why Cyprus? Actually, Cyprus was was more of a stepping stone for me because at that time it was cheaper. I didn't have the funds to go to the. I had admission in Netherlands, Sweden, United Kingdom, US, but it was I always go to the stage where the funds was always the problem. So I was online one day and I said, I "Study in Cyprus. Let me see." I heard about Cyprus, like about let's say 2005 2004 i heard about cyprus i think it was not cyprus i heard about then so 
I went online and said Cyprus, okay, I made I made my research and I was like, okay, this is the EU side and all of that. And it was quite cheap then. I mean, Euro was 200 Naira then, so it was cheap. So I I looked at, I compared US, America, and the rest. I was like, see, I just want to leave first. So let me find somewhere that is cheap. And I tried and I, I was able to get here and it wasn't, it wasn't difficult to get here then. And um, yeah, that's why, that's why I chose Cyprus, basically. I also want to know, I really don't see any reason why I'm asking this question. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Feel free, please. I know what you're answering, but I want to ask if you miss Nigeria. Firstly, um, if you say you miss Nigeria, you would exchange. So you're <laughs> uh, if, 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 if we have to exchange, then I don't miss Nigeria, please. Well, like, for you, do you miss Nigeria? Um... I can't lie. I don't miss. I don't miss Nigeria. Um, the only thing I miss is okay. Recently, or for like a year, two years, three years, when I've become when now that I've become popular on Twitter, I have made some friends in Nigeria. I like to meet them. I I like to meet them. You understand? So, um, that's one of the reasons why I miss Nigeria. Okay, like a lot of people that I want to meet. Okay, we've met online. We've talked. We've done business, and I like to meet them. But the country, as a as a whole, I don't miss the country. No, there's nothing to miss, to be honest. Okay, and another thing is I don't have any family member in Nigeria. All my all my siblings live abroad, UK, Germany, US, like that. So there's there's nothing to miss Nigeria for, and that's just the truth. Yeah. Um. Okay. What of like this? Um, there's this saying like you would not know like how like you don't know the value of something like once you you it and stuff like that so mm. being in Cyprus what things you feel like being if I was in Nigeria probably this would be way easier this would be better and Nigerians don't know how much this how much they enjoy being there like I'll give you an example okay I was interviewing okay. someone my most recent episode I think he's dropping soon and when I asked her the answer she gave me was what Nigerians do not know that they enjoy is a system that does not work it's a hmm. blessing and a curse. It's a blessing and a curse. But it's wow, a that's crazy. <laughs> whereby she says, you can drive anyhow in Nigeria. You can follow one way. You can just enter the road with a sport car. You can just, do you get what I'm saying? And she's like, yes, she, yes. you know, those kind of things. Like in the US, if you try it, they are going to arrest you straight up. There's no negotiation and stuff like straight, that. Straight. Yeah. Like, um, I guess told me sometime that his was like he missed the fact of like the sense of community and in the uk everyone is just on their own and stuff like that but like in nigeria you can be you can afford to be broke you would have a family member or something like that and stuff like that so now you what is one thing you feel like we we take for granted and it would actually be good if you are abroad okay um hmm, let me see that's that's a that's that that's a very tricky question because I think one of the things that we take for granted and it's not really how will I say it is is for every citizen once you're in your own country it's always different than when you're abroad like for example now there are things that okay fine I have permanent residency here I have my own property here with my family and all of that but you still feel that sense of being a foreigner no matter how you try no matter how much you try like okay in Nigeria now there are places you enter in Nigeria and 
there are some there are some injustice that you might face in Nigeria, and you can stand and fight and say, "This is my country." You understand? This is my country. This is what I'm. This yeah. is unacceptable. But abroad, before you can even like, if you if if there's any injustice in courts meted out to you or something, before you can fight for yourself, you have to check the laws <laughs> before you understand. Before you know that, are you right or wrong? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because for example, now there there is there, okay for in Cyprus now for example, you when you come into the country, you must live here for six months before you can even try to like apply for a driver's license now why do they say why do they say six months it doesn't matter if you know how to drive or not that six months gives you time to go for driving school for you to uh, for you to get the driver's license and for you to you understand what i mean all those kind of things in nigeria as long as you know how to drive just go nobody will yeah. say that you need to be in nigeria you know you need to be in nigeria for six months you're in nigeria now you were born here and all of that. You know what I mean? So those are some of the things that we take for granted in Nigeria. Like being in your own country, there's nothing like it in the sense that that freedom to do whatever you like, not illegally, not being a nuisance or something, but the freedom, like there are places you can talk, you can vote, you have you have um, you have you have license to do certain things that every Nigerian is allowed to do. You understand what I mean? So that's the difference here. For example, now here I cannot vote. You understand? So that means you don't really have influence on on some policies and and the politics and all of that. You get what I mean? So um, it's it's just it's just basically like that. And okay, if you want to rent an apartment here too, you need a guarantor. You need this. You need all those things because you are a foreigner. You get what I mean? So. In Nigeria, it's just to get the money, get to the agent, you will both trash it out and you get the place. You get what I mean? So, yeah, so those are some of the things that I think that we take for granted. One other thing is, um, I, I started following you on Twitter when I saw a trade where you explained how Nigerians can come to Cyprus and all and everything. And it was looking so, so, it was looking so nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, for my listeners now, I want you to walk them through the process. I get doing like this every day. Wow. And I think someone like you that is now popular. I wonder how much you'll be getting. Like I get I get hundreds of DMs every day. There are sometimes I'm just even bored and I go through DMs. That's how I saw your DM. When yeah. you sent me the tweet, like ah bros, I've been trying to reach you. Like there are sometimes I I'm just bored. Maybe I'm a, I'm less busy. I just go through DMs. Like some there's somebody that's been trying to reach me since April, April of 2021. I felt too embarrassed, but they might feel like ah, this guy is a snob or something. Okay, basically, I I listed the process of how to get to Cyprus. It it sounds easy. The reason why it sounds easy is because I know the process. I've been here for eight years now. I live here. I've raised my family here, and all of that. So now, just citizenship never did my hand. I did like citizen already. You get because I know I know the in and out. I know where to walk into. I know I know many things to do. So basically, I always tell people, sometimes I find it funny. Some people send me a message and after I give them the hints and what to do, the next thing, they tell me that I want to go, I, okay, now that we've spoken, I'll go and apply for my passport. I'll be like, what? Like, since, oh. all, since all this away, you don't hear about traveling, you don't get passports. Like, for me, that's the first sign of unseriousness for me. Like, <laughs> 
even if you don't, even if you were never planning to travel, passport is a form of ID. Anything you are entitled yes. to, you need to apply for it. So, first of all, you must have a passport. You must have a valid passport. A passport that is valid for at least two years, or sometimes like eighteen months, two years or three years or four years, but minimum eighteen months. Eighteen months validity on your passport. That's number one. You must have minimum of six credits in your O level. That's either WAEC, uh, NAPTEB, or NECO. That's 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 another of your requirements. If you want to, if you want to apply for undergraduate, those are just the two things you need: your SSE and your passport. If it's masters, you need your transcripts. You need your um, degree certificates. You need your passport. You need your WAEC as well. And you some 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 schools you need personal statements, some you need the CV if it's masters and all of that. So basically, when you have those things, those are like the first steps because those are things that you have already. You are supposed to have already. Um, sorry, those are things that okay. Basically, if you are if you are educated, you have those things already. Then there are other things that you will not have to get. You would have to get medicals. Medicals that shows that you don't have any con contagious diseases, that's like HIV, hepatitis A, B, and C, um, syphilis, HIV. You must also do X-ray, that's like tuberculosis, to check your. You must do X-ray to also check your chest, like to show that you don't have any underlying health issues. Then you also have to do a police certificate of conduct that shows you've never been convicted of any crime in your home country, right? You must also show proof of funds. But now the proof of funds for Cyprus is somewhat different in the sense that you don't need to, it's unlike maybe UK and Canada where you need to leave a money, um, a certain amount of money in your account for a period of time and all of that. No, for Cyprus is different. Just show a one month bank statement of at least, uh, I think 7,000 euros now should be about maybe 5 million or something, or yeah, or 4 point something million. You must show that bank statements and you must also show a reference letter that shows that okay the account is currently running it's fully funded and there's inflow and outflow you understand so those are basically the things those are the physical documents you need to find then we'll talk about having to take all those documents to abuja to the ministry of foreign affairs and uh, you take the medicals to the ministry of health for attestation um, there, there must be a notary public that will attest all those documents to say that they are original now when all those things are done you have to now go to the Cyprus consulate in Apapa, Lagos. They will check the documents and they will put the Cyprus stamp on all those documents because they are they will be instructed by immigration here to check those documents to show that they are real. So once the consulate in Apapa chooses to put all those stamps on all those documents, it means number one, the documents are co correct, they've been compiled properly, and they are original. So once the embassy in, in Lagos puts all those stamps, it's more or less like, in fact, 99% you are getting the visa because now the visa is issued from here. Once the document gets here to the immigration and they are submitted at the immigration here, the, the immigration checks the papers. Once they see the stamp of their consulate in Apapa, they will issue the visa to you because the consulate has done all the necessary checks for them to be able to stamp it. So this process, usually the whole process for the whole application and all of that i always tell people eight to 12 weeks sometimes even within four weeks everything is done but i like to tell people eight to 12 weeks so that if there's any delays maybe from maybe pandemic or like pandemic is something we didn't know about but if there's any delays can always 
like it can always fall between those 12 weeks as well so that's just it it sounds easy because i know the process i'm the one that does the process because i sometimes i've met students that say see they don't really have the strength to be going this up and down i have a team in nigeria that does all those papers for them like going to the abuja and all of that for a cost as well so it's basically very straightforward yeah on landing in cyprus tell us how's the feeling i know you said you have been, you have been a girl, like, landing on cyprus soil how was the feeling how how did you perceive like first of bro first of all me i saw it as an escape in fact i was still waiting for my bags when i called my sister and i called my pastor i said ah or more because i've been trying for years I, I finished i finished 2012 and i traveled 2014 so I, I, i've been trying for two years even before i finished i was trying so when i landed when when i saw the airport i saw the man, this looks nothing like Africa at all. I was very happy. I was like, wow, this is an escape. And from there, I was like, there's no going back. That was the feeling. The feeling was you have to make the most of it because finally, this dream had come true. Because I, even when I was processing the visa, I already started making research. So I already started falling in love with the country. So when I got here, I was like, finally. But it was a good feeling. And for everybody I've ever brought to Cyprus, the feeling is always the same. The moment, because I welcome them, right? So the moment you come through those sliding doors after the port of entry, man, it's always, I can see the joys on their faces. So I, it's, it's, it's really a good feeling, trust me. I can see the joy on their faces. I like the way you said, there's no going back. <laughs> there is actually no going back. Ah, no going back. In terms of like survival in Cyprus, tell us um, from your own experience, there was, um, the tweets you made, I think, a year ago or so, where like you, you said you're coming from the bakery or so like that, and you saw like your car parked close to another car and stuff like that. And you took yes. the that like, from home and stuff like that. And it, it was really inspiring. But like, I wanted to ask, like, tell us, starting in Cyprus, um, what was your first job? How was it adapting to like? <laughs> this, this is very funny because. The first job I ever did in Cyprus, it was a construction job. And I got that job the first week I got to Cyprus. I was, uh, the guy I came with, he is more interactive because me, when I when I get somewhere new, uh, it takes me time to like, and me, I didn't want to interact with black people because I was hearing stories like, uh, I'm going in first week here. When they see you are new, they'll try to hire you and all of that. But the guy I came with was my roommate. He was very friendly. Like, he had already started going to town, meeting people. So. A couple of guys told him that okay, there's some construction work. They are trying to clear a place because they want to renovate and all of that. Like, are you strong enough to do something? The guy said yes, and he called me. And um, within, I did the job, and I did the job for three days. And within like within those three days, I earned like as at that time it was about 150 euros, which is like 50 euros per day. 150 euros then was like I think 60. No. No, 150 euros then was like 30k naira. And it was a lot of money then for someone, of, someone that just came. So when I did that thing for three days and I got 30k, I was like, wow. Now, so this thing is sweet, Rich. So, like, from there, it gave me the mentality that, see, any kind of job you see, just do it because the money you are receiving is in euro. And when you convert it to your currency, it's a lot more than you ever earn in Nigeria. So, yeah, so basically that was it. So um, how the journey ever seen this coming from like like because people want to know if I'm coming to this country 
it's not just the escape. Although it's the escape from here. I don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but like, it's not just the escape. You want to know what are the chances I'm going to really make money in this country? Yeah. How if I need to find jobs? How okay. like, how stay in terms of like living? Again. Okay. When I came to Cyprus, we were not that much then, which was eight years ago. So even the kind of jobs we got then, uh, like there was a limit to jobs, like the jobs were already occupied by so many people that were here before us. And we were just trying to like, okay, see small, small jobs and all of that. But we were getting jobs every week. One thing I tell people is this, you must unlearn everything you've ever learned when you get abroad. Like there are some jobs I cannot do. There are some this thing I cannot do. I'm the son of a of a chief in Nigeria. You throw all those things out the window. If not, you never make a dime abroad. And I can guarantee you that not everybody works in an office when they, like abroad. But you see people that are not working in an office, but they can buy you that you're working in an office in Nigeria. Basically, what what, what I'm trying to say is this: when you come here. I'll use myself as an example because my own mental strength is off the charts. When I came here from day one, I said, no, there's no going back. So for everything I faced here, for every type of job I saw, I was able to do it because I know that I was going somewhere, right? After the construction, after a while, I worked at a festival. That's the next week. There was a festival that they were doing. They called it, I don't know, you can Google it. It's called Afro Banana Festival. It's a very, very big festival. I worked at the car park. I was like, you are supposed to direct cars to where they will park so that there's no congestion and all of that. I did that job for like three days. In fact, that job, I I I, I did it and I end I end much more than I end for that construction. I was like, ah, now so this thing be because in Nigeria I will not I will not park I will not try to work in any car park to be directing cars. Am I crazy? But look at it, that same job over here is lucrative. After a while, I worked in a petrol station. Initially, I was at the car wash before I now moved to be selling petrol to um, foreigners, not foreigners, to citizens and all of that, anybody that wants to buy petrol. I started to do all those kind of things also. After a while, I was working with my school also. There was a time, the school I came with, there was a time they gave me, um, they gave me the job to be compiling applications. That's when, when people bring applications, sometimes they just scatter it everywhere. I'm the one that selects the name according to alphabetical order and all of that. So... What I'm trying to say is, you can say that there's no particular job that I did that was the same as the last one. You understand what I mean? So, like, yeah, I was ready yeah. to do, I was ready to do everything. I was ready to do everything. In fact, in 20, I got, I, I married my wife in 2017, right? The job, the job, the festival job, after I did 2014, they called me back. The festival is once a year. After 2014, they called me back for the one in 2015. They called me for the one in 2016. They called me for the one in 2017. Now, guess what? The festival in 2017, what I earned from the festival in 2017, that's what I used to pay my bride price. Wow. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm telling you. That was the money I used to pay. Because my wife, 2017, I brought her here through work visa. She was already here. And when I got here, my pastor was like, I'll see. You can't you can stay together unless you do the right thing. I said, okay. And she worked at that festival too, the same week she came, because they needed girls too for the cleaning part. We were working at the car park and doing some other things. The money I earned within three days of that festival, I was able to pay bride price, pay part of my rent and all of that. 
But if you don't unlearn certain things, when you come, you say, ah, no, ah, yeah, I cannot be cleaning, no. No, I cannot be working in supermarket. Like for my wife, for example, now, she has worked in a place that she's the one arranging the, the food on the supermarket. Like if you think about your reputation, you never make any money in Europe. So for those out there, leave who you are aside. I don't know, in Yoruba, they said, like the money that, that you get from packing sheets does not smell. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I mean? Like, so you have to unlearn many things and you have to determine. I've seen people that we came together and they left after a year. For me, those I feel like those are people that have somewhere to go back to. Me, I had no way. It was the last chance. It was my sister and her husband that sponsored me here. It was the last chance. There was no going back. So I had that mentality that I must be successful here. You understand? So that's basically, that's my own. Like there's, for anybody that you have the mindset that you really want to also can come here, you'll find things to do. It's not me. I'm not, I'm not a liar. It's not, it's not as ideal as the US, as the, as the, as the, as Canada and the rest of them, because here they speak, 90% speak Greek, 100% speak, 90% uh, speak English, 100% speak Greek. Now for a Greek speaker, you have an advantage because there are certain jobs that you can do that'll be, that you, that you able to do as against somebody that doesn't speak Greek. For example, now, yeah. if you don't speak Greek, it's going to be difficult for you to work as a cashier in maybe a supermarket or something because there are some people that are coming there to buy stuff and they're asking you stuff in Greek. If you cannot answer them, why are you there? You understand? This one of the biggest schools, like one of the one of my biggest customers here, you know, my clients at the school I work because I work with different schools, they offer free Greek classes when you come here. So it's another way of integrating you into the system so that you can learn a couple of things so that you can also give yourself an advantage. You understand? So yeah, that's it basically. Wow, wow. One thing I got enjoyed about this, what you just said now was how people get to see that it's not just rosy outside. You get no, it's not. Like, because people that would see you now would just feel like, oh, well, this guy just went to Cyprus and just be. Because you know, say you're my boss. Yeah, but I now enjoy how we're able to see that you actually did like a lot of work. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think it would be inspiring for a lot of people that plan to travel abroad and stuff like that. Yeah. And you have also mentioned, you mentioned like language. I also want to know as a migrant, what are, what are things that, that you find have been difficult integrating to like the Cyprus community? Okay. Um, basically, one thing I like about Cyprus is almost everybody speaks English. So sometimes when they communicate to you in Greek, if you if you also try to like, like if you tell them that you don't understand, like unlike my wife was in Germany like recently, and they 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 speak they speak Deutsch right, and if you don't understand, you don't understand. Like they can speak English, but they will not speak the English to you. You must speak that Deutsch. It's not the same. It's not the same here. Like if they see that you are struggling, you don't understand English. Some of them that don't even speak English. I mean, you don't understand Greek. Some of them that don't speak English, they can quickly whip out a translator to be able to speak with you. They are that, they are that accommodating here. But there are certain places that, okay, for example, like if you receive a letter from uh, maybe immigration or something, most of the time they write it in Greek. You understand? Because they want you to actually yeah. learn the language. You understand what I mean? But it's not really you can do without learning the language here but if you want to give yourself an advantage you should learn the language because see 
the thing will increase your your, your chances of getting a job by at least 70 percent if you can speak greek i'm telling you for a fact you understand but it's not like you can't do without it most of them speak english they are there are many english speakers here but it's an advantage you need to try to learn the language that's why some of these schools offer free greek classes three times a week for you to be able to learn and all of that and if you if you can put your heart to it like if you want to really really integrate it's not that difficult wow wow i did an episode a while ago where i interviewed two nigerians that just got abroad i think okay. france, france and ireland their perspective has now changed. Only staying two weeks in like Ireland. Now she can see that a lot of things that to work in Nigeria. Nigeria is very dirty. And like there are a lot of things we can do that would have saved us a lot of time and stuff like that. So one thing I was able to get out from that was being abroad is perspective changing in a way. Fact. Yeah. So I want to know in Cyprus, how have been in Cyprus been able to shape your perspective in how you perceive like the Nigerian culture? And like you know, other stuff just like that. Okay. Um, basically, what 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 I've noticed about um, being in Cyprus, it has shown me that because I'm not the only successful person here. No, far from it. It has shown me that Nigerians are tough. Nigerians are Nigerians are the greatest hustlers I've ever seen in my life. See, there was a time I was living in a village area. That time I was, I, I didn't really have funds before my wife came. I was living in the village because it was really far and it was cheaper. It was cheaper to live in all those places. Like the rent was like maybe like six times cheaper to live in those remote areas. I was living there. There was a day I got there, I got to my apartment and I said, okay, let me just take a walk around. I walked around and I saw a Nigerian girl. I was like, it's with Davy, like you are here again. How? You understand? Like <laughs> Ah uh, no, Nigerians are Nigerians are hustlers. I'm telling you, I'm I'm talking about legit hustling. It has changed. It has like being here has changed my perspective in terms of the Nigerian culture. That here, some of the things that looks like suffering in Nigeria is actually shaping many strong people to becoming like really really strong when they leave Nigeria. You understand what I mean? Like for, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, like, like for, for, for somebody here now that most of the jobs here that you start here, they start at 8 a.m., right? Yeah, there's no traffic. There's no all those things there. You see Nigerians, like sometimes we get to work. When I used to work for people here, sometimes I get to work at 7 o'clock. And they, when they get there, they're like, why are you always early? I just laugh. <laughs> In my country, they're supposed to be awake at 4 a.m. For you to, to get to a job of... For you to be able to get to a job of 8 a.m. So those times they used to say, like when we used to have meetings there at the car wash and all they said Nigerians are very punctual. Uh, we used to look at them that people don't understand. So basically, we we like all the things that we've gone through in Nigeria, it has really shaped us to 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 really to really also here or also anywhere abroad in ways that some of these places they even retain us because we work harder because they are work here, for example, the car wash. That I was working here. There is a machine that sprays the car, that sprays soap on the car. There is a machine that cleans it. All we have to do is remove the rug and be. Do you understand? Like, but in yeah. Nigeria now we the pop buckets. Now we the now we be the machine. You get so it's like it has just made everything easier. There is if you say Nigerian say that you saw a job here and it was too difficult. Ah, maybe that job. Maybe they they carry cow for neck. 
every day or something like that because yeah the, the nigerian culture has really has really shaped us abroad trust me that hustling spirit is never going to leave us yeah um what latinism what, what do you like what are things you don't like about this country i know the country has a lot let me explain to you why i'm asking this question yeah the idea behind this across border episode was there was a point where you know everybody has a point where nigeria fucked them up yeah of yeah. course the point when Nigeria fucked me up so bad, and the next thing I keep in mind is I'm leaving this country. I am leaving this country. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, everybody yeah. has gotten to that point here. Yeah. So at that point, I started looking for information about the travel abroad. And I was meeting like agents and the rest. And the only the only information I was getting were, were the good parts of Canada, the good parts mm. of the United States. Do you get what I'm saying? And I want to yeah. know, not because like it's not going to stop me from coming. But I want to be mentally prepared. I want to, yeah, yes, of course, of course. So I want to know what are the bad parts of being inside us. Ah, hey, ah, uh, you. If one talk about that one, would have a, would have a field day. Although most of the bad parts are centered around one thing, and I'll say something. I used to tell my wife something. I said the bad part about Cyprus is not really bad. It's just that one thing about Cyprus is this: they choose their citizens first, and how bad is that? Because in Nigeria, they don't put their citizens first. So as a foreigner here, a citizen will get something before you. And that's the way a country is supposed to be. Am I lying? No, 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 not at all. Why do, why, why does, uh, why does, uh, why, like, what's the reason why many people don't like Donald Trump? I told my wife, I said, Donald Trump puts Americans and America first. Before, see, if you like, let you be a genius or whatever. If you are not American, you always come second. And that's one of the things about Cyprus here. Before something will touch you, ah, it has touched the citizens first. You understand? For example, now if you want to apply for want to apply for maybe for drivers like for me, my wife and I, we have the we have the Cyprus driver's license. It's valid for about like 40 years and all of that. But for example, if you go to select the dates for your driving school, right? If you want to select the dates for your driving exam and all of that. A foreign, a, a, a Cypriot, a citizen will most likely get a date before you. And what's the reason why? When they are looking for dates, they will give the dates to the Cypriots first. That's those that really want to write the exam and all of those things. Why? Because Cypriots, which are the citizens, they are the ones that have the most cars. They are the ones that have the most population. You understand what I mean? In Nigeria, yeah. in Nigeria, they will give license to a foreigner before they give the citizen. Do you understand? Yeah. And number another thing about Cyprus that I don't like, they are very nonchalant. See, if a Cypriot tells you that this thing is maybe okay, you want to come here now, you, you are looking for a solution to something. If there's no solution, instead they just tell you there's no solution by like they don't have that thing of let's put us together, let's find a solution, let's let's do this. You understand? If, no, they no, 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 they don't have. There's a. I wish we were on video. There's a. There's a. There's a particular gesture that they make, like this. I don't know emoji. Like they, they spread their hands apart. Like they don't know. And once they say they don't know, they don't know. And there's really nothing you can do. They don't have that. They don't have that spirit. Like okay, let me help this person. Maybe this person is in distress or something. They feel like before you come to them, you should already know what you want to do. And if there's no solution, there's no solution. And most of the time. It doesn't it doesn't really work that way because 
sometimes that place that they think there's no solution because they are not willing to push there's actually a solution there you understand what i mean so that's that's one of the things i don't like about it and then that non that nonchalance like if you want if a secret wants to do something for you he can tell you he will do it for you in 10 days something that should take a day like for example now visa processing once the documents are there it's supposed to take like a week maximum two weeks but because they are so non-challenged well, eh, these people they are, they, are, they are not in a hurry to leave their country let's take our time they can take three months for something that is supposed to take just two weeks that's one of the things i don't like about them then another thing i don't like about them too if they sense that you don't know some laws sometimes some of them can try to intimidate you you understand like now nah, me i can guarantee you that most of them uh, most of them that i've had encounters with they probably don't even like me because me i know the laws i live here legally i have my own property i have my own i have a registered business i have kids that are citizens i have my wife do you understand so like i there are certain things that you cannot chance me like our nigerian our nigerian slang you can't chance me here you understand yeah. But, yeah. but over here if you don't know certain things like for example like your landlord now if you if you've not paid your rent for example normally you are supposed to pay on the first if you are not able to pay on the first you have 10 days before the landlord can start like threatening you that if you don't pay we'll kick you out but you if you don't know on that day that you don't pay on the second day they can start start threatening you and they'll start telling you that i'll call the police and you that you don't know the laws you don't know everything you start shivering you understand what i mean so that's one of the things they play on your, your your ignorance here a lot they play on your ignorance a lot for example if i go to immigration now and i want to go and collect maybe my, my residence permit card is out i'm not supposed to i'm not supposed to bring anything to the venue apart from the letter that i was sent to come and receive my residence permit but if you go there sometimes even if you bring the letter they'll say hey, where's your passport where's everything bro on the letter all my details are already on the letter that i'm giving to you you understand it's just a it's just a it's just a way for them to like just delay you for no reason at all and another thing i don't like find out that i don't like you don't know how to drive here it can put you in trouble if you don't if you don't go to your driving school if you don't learn the, the laws if you don't learn the if you don't learn the road signs they can put you in trouble because some of them they get license based on nepotism like they know somebody in the licensing office that just gives them license so you can see somebody on the road with license everything that still doesn't know how to drive so you really need to be careful and yeah so that's 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 basically the the if i remember anything as time goes on i'll still i'll still say it yeah but that's that's basically the only thing that i i know that it's not really good about this place Somebody, somebody enter road that that is not supposed to enter, and uh, you that you too you don't even know the road too. You enter where you're not supposed to enter. It's all of you can have head-on collision. Eventually, when police comes, maybe maybe you're the one they will see I'm wrong. Our final question um, is: If there is one thing you feel like Nigerians or Nigeria should adopt, one system in Cyprus that you feel is working. Sorry to interrupt you. There's one more thing I remember about them. Apart from yeah. their non chalas they're very lazy. They're very lazy in the sense that you might, your, your residence permit or maybe your letter, it might have been issued 
three months ago and you just receive it now because one person decided not to to send it to the post or to send it to your house or to deliver it yeah they are very lazy so when you enter here and there are some things that you are waiting for if it doesn't come early nobody said they hate you they are just lazy <laughs> so, Wow. Um, so my question is, um, yeah, what's that one thing that you feel like, one system that works in Cyprus, that you feel like if this thing happens in Nigeria, it would make life a lot better? Like, what's that one system that works in Cyprus that you just want, that like you just want Nigerians to adopt, and you feel will make everything better? I think, I think I'll say, I'll say is the transportation system. One of the one of the one of the one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my life is the bus system in Cyprus. If I, I, let me give you an example, there's a place I used to live. The bus stop was opposite my house. The bus, the bus I take gets there exactly eight minutes from departure. Like when it leaves the bus station, it gets to that place at eight minutes every single day. I don't know how they do it. I don't know. But the timing is inclusive of traffic and all of that. I used to take one 11 o'clock bus, but I used to get to that bus stop exactly 11.07 because I know that the bus will be there at 11.08. Like, I've never seen anything like that in my life before. That particular area, eight minutes is eight minutes. And in Cyprus here, when you get to the bus station, when you are taking the bus station, not from your own bus, but like from the main terminal itself, if, this, if the bus is supposed to leave at 11, if you lie, come... 1101 you know enter no matter who you are like if the bus has moved at that 11 o'clock even if you rush once they've moved they've moved you know enter wow. the transportation system here is is effective and it doesn't it's not and what i'm telling you is both white both black both whatever if you don't like if you miss the time you have missed it if you miss it the, the transportation system is very 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 effective that's one thing i know that they can try to like in nigeria they, i don't think there's a particular time bus leaves over here i've been in a, a 90 90 seater bus and i've been the only one before and the bus moved yeah so the transportation system is really great um what what i'll tell anybody that wants to migrate don't expect too little and don't expect too much. That's what I'll tell everybody. And if you want to travel just to be able to post, welcome to a new dispensation. Huh? That's not enough reason to travel. You go, yeah, because there are days that are lonely here. There are days that you face things. There are days Sakpa will hook you. There are days, there are days you face challenges. Because me, for example, it took me four years to be able to find my feet. Four years. It has taken some people. I have a friend that it has taken, I'm the one that brought him also. It has taken, it took him a year to find his feet. It has taken some people six months. But I'm talking for my own self. I didn't have the knowledge I have now. So it took me four years. So I'm telling people that everything takes time. Don't expect too much and don't expect too little. Traveling can really change your life. It's supposed to change your life if you know what you're doing. It's really supposed to change your life. If you if you travel and you're you are not ex extravagant, you're not trying to prove anything to anyone, you'll be successful. But uh, please, Jackpa, that's your best bet of of that's your best bet of making it. There are people that I know I know I have a, I have I have some people that are relocated to the United Kingdom. 
a family of, of five years, three kids, husband, wife, thriving businesses in Nigeria, everything on point. But they still moved because it's not only about what you have in Nigeria, it's about a system that works. So please, me, it's not about Cyprus alone. Anywhere you want to travel to, Estonia, Malta, and if you want to travel, don't, if you don't have too much money and all of that, you don't, don't need to select all these big, big countries that everybody's already going through. To. For me now, if I go to Malta or Estonia, I'll make it there because not too many people are there. There are still some opportunities that are untapped. But in US, Canada, and the rest, everybody don't fool there. You understand what I'm saying? So look for some countries, do your research. The best research you can get is from somebody that actually lives there. There are some things you will not see online. There are some information you will never get online. So, but if you want to Jackpot, please don't be discouraged. Jackpot, I don't care where you are going to, just leave Nigeria. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. And um, welcome, I, I don't know if my listeners know, but like you help people travel abroad. And I know you have done it for a lot of people. Yeah. For people that are reaching out to me, how can they, how can they get in contact with you if they need help on traveling abroad? I'm very reachable. Um, on Twitter, my handle is at Ola Sumati. That's Ola is O-L-A, then the number two, N B O S U N M A T T Y Olatubosumati. Thank you. Thank you so so much for being a pleasure is mine.